Welcome to the Brian Eisenhower podcast, the show that goes deep into the strategies and systems that the highest producing agents, teams, and broker managers in North America use to propel their businesses forward. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower, and I'm so excited that you're here today. You know, while you're here, I also want to personally invite you to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals. It's called the Real Estate Agent Roundtable. So be sure to join there and join in the conversation with all the most elite in the industry. You know, since I'm the founder of one of the largest real estate coaching and training companies in the world, people are always asking me, why do you give all of your secrets away on the podcast? Aren't you worried that people will just take all that knowledge and not use your coaching and training services at all? And I always respond to them by saying, you know, look at it like taking a test drive before you buy a car. After all, we consistently provide you value through our free content. And if we do that, and you do get value, won't you eventually start to feel more comfortable about coaching with a member of our team of elite coaches or subscribing to our real estate training systems and services? Isn't it also what real estate agents are supposed to be doing when they consistently and repeatedly market to the people in their spheres of influence? They add value and come from contribution with the hopes that people in their database will ultimately become more comfortable with the agent and choose to work with the agent. Plus, knowledge isn't always king. Highly successful agents and leaders know that implementation and accountability are where the magic really happens with regards to their success. Top performers are self-aware of this fact, which is why they all have coaches and training systems for their businesses. They're leaving you all the clues. It's just up to you to pick them up. And we trust that over time you eventually will. But for now, sit back, relax, and in the meantime, Enjoy this episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. Really excited to talk today about a topic that we can all hear. We can hear it ourselves, you know, if we're a solo practitioner, if we're a leader, I think this applies as well too. Maybe you you, you run a real estate team or a, or a brokerage, boutique brokerage, giant national brand, or we ourselves even as a solo practitioner, this might apply to you as well too. It's how do we tap into real estate agent motivation? That's a really, really a tough topic out there. And the reason I say tough is because, you know, if we look at results, it's pretty tough. You know, we know that 33% of agents don't even make it through their first year and renew and continue practicing. That's been a stat put out by the National Association of Realtors all 30 years now. In addition to that, we know that 87% of agents don't make it through five years, and that's usually that ability to continue to motivate. The problem there isn't usually customer service. The problem is almost always, I don't generate enough business. And if they don't generate enough business, I mean, this is one thing I've been in the business, you know, almost 35 years now. And every time I've seen someone quit, it's because they didn't make enough money. Those that didn't make enough money and quit, generally speaking, stop doing anything at all to try to get business. So if you're a solo practitioner, or you're running a real estate team, or you're running a brokerage, the agents, whether that's you or them, (laughs) agents, generally speaking, um, it's hard to get any of them to consistently try to generate more business. That's really true with leaders too. Team leaders should be recruiting. They should be doing retention activities. But we all say that we're too busy putting out fires and and, and trying to maintain the status quo and, and that we're out there you know, we're too busy with 
all the different things that come our way to do those few activities, even though it's a small sliver of our time and effort, you know, we're not asking anyone to dig a ditch or pour asphalt. You know, this is not that hard. Just an hour or two a day, maybe five days a week to do some sort of lead generation activity to grow a brokerage, grow a business, grow a practice, get listings, whatever it may be. It's just tough. It just is what it is. It, it, you know, it's tough because it's just a small percentage of real estate agents that consistently do it. So therefore, it's tough. And we have to acknowledge that first and foremost. But what good leaders know how to do is they know how to tap into motivation to help agents feel mentally that they want to do those activities or they need to do those activities or they have to. And that's true. I mean, there's some people just motivated to do sit-ups. There's people who are motivated to wake up and go to church. There's, there's, there's endless things that we don't like to do to get the results we want. How do we motivate? How do we be that leader? How do we be that personal trainer that makes people do sit-ups? How do we become that mentor, that leader? And that's the deal. So this is something we talk about inside of ICC. As many of you know, you know, we've got 50, 60 coaches across North America coaching over you know, 500 one-on-one clients and, and thousands of, of, of clients in, in, in group coaching and, and, and online platforms as well, too. We're the largest coaching companies in the world. And we're always trying to figure out how do we motivate our people? And so, you know, we meet weekly as coaches and, and oftentimes more than that. And we're always masterminding different ways we can tap into our client motivation. And a concept we come to the most that I want to talk to you about is the finish line conversation. Of course, we want to find out motivation and we call it a needs analysis where we dig really deep and and tap into you know the why and I don't think that's a new concept to anybody tapping into why someone wants to get where they want to go and and what is that why well you know maybe it's financial freedom maybe it's to buy a vacation house maybe it's to put the kids into you know good colleges maybe it's to retire by a certain date or what are the big whys it could be even material in some aspects i want this house or live in that neighborhood or you know have a vacation home you know things like that um they serve as great motivators you know it could be fear based you know fear based can work especially short term you know hopefully we get out of the fear but it could be hey i got to be able to pay my bills I want to get out of this terrible neighborhood. I want to finally buy my first house, you know, things like that, that if I don't succeed, I'm not going to make it in this business. I'm going to have to go back to that nine to five job that doesn't pay me nearly enough to get the lifestyle I want. You know, those are great short-term motivators too. And, and you know, it, it could be, you know, pleasure or pain that motivates us at different times in our career, because we do go through different seasons of life. And as a leader, you need to tap into those different whys, those different motivators. So that does start with a needs analysis. We're not going to go into the full needs analysis conversation and what that should look like between a coach or a leader and an agent. But that is something that we must start with, right? We got to find out why we're in the business and where we want to go to begin with, okay? Now, before I talk about the finish line conversation, because that, that that's what I really want to cover. I want everybody to understand that leadership is coaching and coaching is leadership. And I didn't make that up. Everybody from Stephen Covey to John Maxwell to Kiyosaki, almost everyone will will make that correlation and say, you can't be a good leader and not be a good coach of humans. And, and, and a good coach really needs to be a good leader as well, too. That combination. So leadership is coaching. So the ability to coach up people is crucial as an aspect of a good leader, or I don't know that we have a good leader. We have a good manager, someone that can manage people, 
but someone that can't develop people and develop other leaders and, and coach people up in their careers, people just aren't going to follow for long. You know, they'll move on. You'll be a stepping stone. So you've got to be able to dig deep with people, build relationships, and actually have them grow both personally and professionally as a result of your relationship. If you really, really want an organization that develops and retains leaders. And the same is true. I mean, when you're running a, a brokerage or a real estate team, you hope you have that, right? You hope these, you hope you don't just become this, this organization that trains new agents and they all leave you, right? Once they are able to do it on their own, you, you need to keep seeing where their goals are and keep creating a path for growth within your organization to enable you to retain top talent. That's a very important part. And the key to see that, that a different conversation, how to retain and create these paths for growth. Again, I strongly recommend you guys coach with us. That's a big, that's a big way. We, that's, that's kind of our wheelhouse is coaching leaders and the most successful in the industry. But the finish line conversation is, is a big prerequisite to getting there, is to creating that path for growth, is we have to remind people, especially at times when times are tough, right? We got to remind them why they're in it. We got to remind them of their big why. Because their big why at that point in that season in their life, that is their finish line. You know, that's when the race is over and I can finally take a break and eat something, drink something and rest. That's my finish line. I'm working hard right now. I got to remember why I'm doing it. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break to talk to you all about something I'm really excited about. This year's ICC Summit is happening in San Diego at the Paradise Point Resort on its own island, surrounded by beaches in the middle of San Diego's beautiful Mission Bay. I mean, could there be a better venue? We have the entire resort and island to ourselves. And one thing that makes the ICC Summit so special are all of the great people that will be there. That's what I always hear after one of our summits. They always say, man, I met some great people too. Networking and new friendships are formed, and unlike most real estate conference, the mastermind sessions at the ICC Summit are exciting, fast-paced, and led by many of North America's top producing agents, team leaders, and broker managers, not to mention our team of elite coaches and some well-known industry leaders too. We also believe in an interactive and participatory environment and that that provides the richest learning experience out there for our attendees. No boring keynote speeches here. It's a high-powered three-day event, September 6th through 9th, 2023. You can register today at ICCSummit2023.com. That's ICCSummit2023.com. You can find that link in the podcast description too. Register today and use the promo code PODCAST for $100 off your registration fee. So I hope to see you all in San Diego. And now let's get back to the podcast. So having that finish line conversation is crucial if we're leading someone, if we're coaching someone, because that's what re-motivates them to push on. And you see that when times are slow. I mean, in real estate, that could be seasonality. It could just be in the winter when we don't have much money coming in. I can't tell you how many leaders we've coached that have, you know, hired and leveraged and they they have administrative staff members and transaction coordinators or how many broker owners hire staff or sales managers and you know or even agents solo agents will, you know, hire virtual assistants or even administrative assistants or pay for different marketing services or you know increase marketing expenses because they want to grow. Why? 
they typically all want to grow for two reasons, right? Almost every human does. They want more income and they want to move towards a place where they work less. But, I mean, I, I don't know who you are in the world that doesn't want more income and working less at the same time. If you're in a business plan that is just work more for more money and there's no plan to like start working less, we're in a big bad business model. Okay. So I can't tell you how frequent that happens when times are slow. And times, I mean, we've seen times be slow. It could be low inventory. So sales go down. It could be rapidly rising interest rates. So sales go down. It can be stay-at-home orders and pandemics. So sales go down. It can just be every winter, sales go down. 9-11, sales go down. It can be local events like natural disasters, floods, hurricanes, earthquakes. Could be Oklahoma City bombings, all of those different things will shut down sales for periods of time. And it can be very tough. And at those point in time, we can throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say, you know, I'm done. I'm just circling the wagons. I'm going to fire all these people. I'm going to cut all these expenses. I'm basically going to turn my dreams off about getting to a place where I have passive income or I'm stepped away and I'm not working as much, but I'm making more money than I am right now. I'm going to stop working and give up on that and just go back because sales are slow to doing my own thing with less stress. And that's less stress for now. They got nothing else to do. They'll start showing property and handle their own transactions until it gets busy again. Once it gets busy again, you know, then all of a sudden they're stressed out again. They have to start all over from scratch, but they don't want to do that because they've already shut those doors closed. They've put a lid on their development in real estate happens all the time. So they basically said, I've already tried that, not going to do it. I don't like it. Employees are a headache. Zillow is a headache or whatever. Spending money on marketing is a headache. Flyers don't work. They start establishing different opinions to justify their past reactionary behavior that was impulsive. And it came from a place of scarcity because they went into a knee-jerk place where they were just not motivated. And they made a lot of career decisions and shut so many doors and opportunities out because of that. And that's usually the absence of some sort of leader, manager, mentor, coach that wasn't there. Maybe it's on them for not reaching out to those people. Maybe it's on us for not reaching out to our people and really tapping in to have the finish line conversation so they don't shut all those doors. And when they shut them, man, they shut them, they slam them because then they feel need to justify that. So they tell everybody, right? I didn't do it because that doesn't work or it's not for me. I'm not a people person. So they start telling everybody. And once they do that, they've put it out there, right? And it's really hard to go back on that and open those doors up again. Mentally, they've just completely told themselves that just to, it's it's called denial, uh, just to make themselves feel better about themselves. So they've dug in, you know, on this new negative scarcity-based mindset with regards to their future in real estate. And they shut all those doors. And we see it all the time, you know, we see... Uh, people just say, you know, I'm just going to flip a house every now and year. Sales aren't for me. I don't care about that. So I, you know, I have a new line. I'm a house flipper. I'm an Airbnb-er, you know, you know, whatever that is. And I just shut the doors on all that growth and all that income. Then they just replace the, the low income there with the low income they get from this, you know, and rather than doing both and getting leveraged and creating passive income and, you know, opening up all these doors, maybe those doors are, you know, getting enough production and enough sales 
where you can have someone step over and run your organization, run your team, hire a sales manager to recruit for you. Maybe it's open up mortgage companies, title companies. So that you have all these affiliate services. These are all places we take and we coach people, at least at ICC, so that we have lots of different pillars of income, lots of different net income. You know, whether you're getting MSAs from insurance companies and property management companies, or you're joint venturing with them, or you're opening your own. Uh, like, like I said, mortgage title, there's endless different affiliate businesses and services that our clients do. It could be development, could be flipping, could be just in general investing or any combination of all of those. A lot of our big teams do that. It's not just about sales volume. So you hear people start saying that, well, I don't, I don't want a big team. I don't want to sell 2000 houses. Well, most of the teams that do that, you know, they brag about that and talk about that. You know, I'd really check the net income because a lot of that's vanity numbers. You know, uh, you know, do they have these affiliate services? Do they have multiple streams of income? If that's what someone got into this for, at some point they get into something like that. I'm just going to use that example. Maybe that's not your goal to do those things, but let's say it is, just for the sake of this argument. I guarantee you, your goal is somewhere. I want to generate more income and work less, right? Maybe it's a team of four people, so you don't have to work all the time. Maybe just to make it so you don't have to show property in the spring and summers. You can actually take vacations with your family. I don't know. Whatever that is. Usually, we have a goal of just getting a little bit more income and working a little bit less. And then typically, it's, I'd like to even get a little bit more income, work a little bit more or less. And then you end up being a much larger organization than you intended. However, you're working a lot less and making a lot more, so it's a good place to be. So baby steps is fine, too. The point of the matter is we have a goal to get from here to here whether it's here or here or here right now, it's up to you. Point is we have a goal to get to here. And wherever that here is, we as a leader need to be very candid about that why and what that finish line looks like. We got to remind them when they start making all these drastic, hey, I want to quit. I'm not going to do this. I don't need the headaches. And all those excuses come up. We have to refocus them on that finish line. Remember, I know it's hard right now, but here's what we're working towards. And when you paint a picture of that finish line, when I say show them the finish line, I mean, you got to show them in living color. I'm talking video, not still photo, right? I'm talking, you know, MP4 file. It's got to be like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you'll feel in that life. You know, when you aren't even going into the office, but maybe once a week or appearing by a Zoom meeting, and you've got someone else running your mortgage company that's bringing in $30,000 of net income a month, or you've got someone else recruiting for you, managing that loves it, isn't tired of it, and they're actually doing what they love and passionate about, and they're handling all those deal doctor or agent questions, and, 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 and they're recruiting, and they're growing, and they're investing in that. You can get some more time with your family, and now imagine going to everyone. Now, imagine picking your kids up from school every day and going to every one of their sporting events, or imagine retiring or buying that second home. I want to talk about that second home. I want to talk about how it would make them feel. I want to tap into that pleasure. I want to really know. I want to, I, I want them to almost experience the emotion of what it would be like in that place. I want to talk about the walks on the beach. I want to talk about what it would do for their marriage. I want to talk about what it would do for their kids. I want to talk about all those things and how it make it feel. I want to talk about that you know what that type of income would do and what that college would be like to get to put their kids in. I want to know what it would be like to live in a safe neighborhood where the kids could walk to school without you there every single day and walk home safely. What, how that would make you feel, how that would make them feel, what that would do for their future. 
I really want to paint that finish line so that before they say no to it, before they quit all that, they realize what they're quitting. And that might be, okay, now, I mean, is it that? I mean, we're talking about an hour or two a day. We're talking about two recruiting appointments a week. We're talking about one hour of lead generating, of calling your sphere of influence or sending text messages or getting on Facebook and writing content, whatever it may be, that we're trying to get them to do some sort of lead generation activity. We're not, we're not asking that much compared to what you're giving up by not doing it. So we got to paint a clear picture and have that conversation. First, we need to tap into the why. And we do that by digging deep with a needs analysis and really find out where they want to go. And once we have that, we hang on to it. We never forget it. That, I mean, that's how we get the book on every single agent in our office. We dig it and we, we got to know what that is. We, we, we should know what every agent in our office has. And if you don't, if you're new hired, if you're starting to run an office, you know, for the first time and there's a bunch of agents there, man, the first thing you do is you meet every single agent in the office and you find out their why. You do a needs analysis conversation with every single one of them. And if you don't know what that is, man, get an ICC coach at least for a year and figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll show you how to do that. And then, and then you're going to have the book on everybody because they're all going to go through ups and downs and peaks and valleys as they ride the real estate roller coaster from I'm too busy and I don't have enough. I'm about to quit. I'm too busy. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I don't have enough business. I'm about to quit. And those highs and lows, when you get up and below the lines, that's when you can really make the magic happen as a leader. That's when you can get them to change. You know, when they when got too much business, that's when they're like, Hey, you know, I can't do this, man. I'm not seeing my kids. Well, and we need entertain the idea of hiring or leveraging. They get really, really low, you know, that's when, you know, we can actually get them motivated to do some activity that's uncomfortable to grow the business until we can leverage again. And that's how we stair step agents. But to be able to jump in at that moment of weakness, we have to know what their big why is beforehand. So we got to get the book on all the agents at any time they're down or we can't get them to do what they need to do to succeed for their lives, for their family, for their goals. That's when we as leaders jump in and remind them. And if you want to build loyalty, if you want to increase your retention, if you want to feel good about your job and why you do what you do, do this, help people, do good. And the way you do good is you really get people to where they want to go. You be that one person in their life that has that relationship that impacts people. And I, I can tell you right now, I've had the pleasure of doing that for, for many, many decades now. And there are so many people out there that I've done this with. I'm sure some of them are watching this and they reach out to this day and say, Hey man, thank you. You really got me through it. And I wouldn't be where I am without, without you today. And I'll tell you, there's a few things on this planet that make me feel better than that. Now uh, there really are. It's just one of the best things, the best feelings you could have as a leader is having that type of positive turnaround impact to get people where they need to be for their lives, for their goals, for their family by digging in deep, finding out why they want to do it, and then painting consistent images of the finish line when they're really up or they're really down to get them to change, do uncomfortable things enough times until they become comfortable. Then you wait for the next opportunity and you keep pushing in those moments of weakness. So we as leaders, when people are struggling and need motivation, that's our opportunity. When they say they won't do it, a good leader doesn't run around and say, man, I need to find agents to do. These agents just aren't motivated. A good leader owns that, does their part, taps in, paints the picture, 
and really pushes. Now they won't all respond, and that's true. And in those cases, we we don't, we can. But until you figured out their why and constantly remembered it, reminded them of it by painting that picture, then we know we can have a clear conscience. We've done whatever we can. It's them, not me at this point. Okay. So that's the idea. That's how we paint the picture. That's how we show people the finish line and have that finish line conversation. And again, a lot of you guys that, that are not leading other people, I just had it with you. Okay. So you need to tap into why am I doing this? Where do I want to go? And short term, I need to do the hard work. Trust me, you won't have to forever. You won't have to forever so long as you're consistent and persistent about it. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Hope this helps. Thanks for listening to the Brian Eisenhower podcast. You can learn more about ICC at EisenhowerCoaching.com. That's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. You can also enroll in one of our many online courses at ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com. That's ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com where you'll find the most expansive real estate training library in the industry. We also offer custom training portals for real estate teams and brokerages looking to give all of their agents access to our expansive course list of courses and training systems. Some companies even take it one step further by purchasing versions of our courses and systems that are white label branded to their specific real estate organizations. Also, be sure to subscribe to Eisenhower Coaching's YouTube channel to watch new video content that we put out each and every week. And again, be sure to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals by searching for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Group. With all of that said, thank you again for joining us today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast.